like for us to to pray uh, wherever you are as you as we welcome you from um, from wherever you are in your in your in your homes eh bazalwane nkulunkulunxwele for this uh, moment again an opportunity to to learn the things of the kingdom we thank you for wisdom we thank you for your anointing and we thank you for revelation the things that we discuss don't flow from the mind but they flow from the heart of the father as you restore us and as you as you build your church as you pulling your church out of the world system and we thank you for the things that you are revealing and and the things that you are letting us know in Jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah greetings family uh, i um i don't know who exactly who i'm talking to but it's all family <laughs> amen mamji will t- will tell me later on but i want to welcome all of you uh on this wednesday evening as we continue on our topic which is uh, our inheritance and the lord's inheritance but this evening we are focusing mainly on the lord's inheritance you remember that on on sunday we we dealt with our inheritance uh, the bible says uh, joshua died within the borders of his inheritance that's the will of the father for for you for me for your children and your grandchildren our lives in the earth we need to ensure that we fight uh, before we die we uh, get to possess the things that the lord wants us to possess so we dealt with that uh, on, on sunday so today ngingathanda ukuthi sikhulume nge the inheritance kababa osezulwini the father has his own inheritance uh, i know that often we don't talk about these things but uh, we need to know that uh, jesus was like a seed sown into the earth why does the lord god love our planet they say there are about uh, nine planets if i'm not mistaken out there uh, lots actually some haven't been discovered yet uh, but there is something about planet earth there is something about planet earth why does the lord pursue the human race the way that he does is because his image is not on on pluto on, on any other planet but his image is on this particular planet number two, the blood of his son fell on this ground planet earth and so it's the it's the earth that absorbed the blood of the of the son of the most high god so the lord god will always pursue us uh, until we die and so we have a, a destiny to pursue but the lord god also has got something so when jesus w- w- was sent to us he was given to us as a seed sown and uh, at the end of all things at the end of all things the lord must get a return on investment Uh, when that seed was sown there must be fruit that comes out and the father gets to enjoy his inheritance in Jesus name so i want you to understand that this evening is is really a a, a lesson because i want to take you through certain things i don't think you're going to be that long but i want you to 
just to you know just 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 learn these things as the holy spirit reveals them to us amen the lord's inheritance so the first thing family i would love for you to know uguti for the lord to receive his inheritance utunkulunkulu atole eh inheritance yake he needs more than just servants who will work for him in the earth the things that must happen in the last days they demand more than just servants to get them done if uh, the lord were to count on servants much would not be done uh, i want you to know something maybe you've never heard this before maybe the lord will reveal it to many also uh, around the world but it's going to be very clear that the lord god needs a friend he needs a friend in the end times i'm going to explain to you why there is but as we begin tonight family i want you to know that god as he sits he's he's very is glorious he's a great god uh, he dwells in majesty god needs a friend in the earth uh, someone to partner with you see he called moses his servant he called job his servant he called david his servant he called the prophets his servants he called the nation of israel my people but he called abraham his friend he did call him servant a few occasions but in the main uh, abraham is known as a friend of god now they there are reasons why that was now in the book of isaiah the prophet isaiah chapter 41 the bible says but you israel uh, my servant jacob whom i have chosen the offspring of abraham my friend let me repeat that but you israel my servant jacob whom i have chosen the offspring of abraham my friend god called abraham his friend now there are three things that we learn about in scripture which abraham did which kind of separated him from the rest we learn in the scriptures that abraham uh, surrendered his identity as a child in uh, he gave it all up his everything he knew about himself who he was he 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 surrendered it all to the lord number 2 uh, we know also of abraham that he surrendered his culture mm-hmm. uh, as a result of that he, he therefore became the father of a new culture he became a progenitor of a new culture but we know that he did surrender his culture now the, the the first two things are very important family uh, if you are able to give up your identity that which defined you before you met the lord you are able to put that on the altar you are able to place your very culture on the altar you count it as nothing uh, when there is that experience which is divine when you become uh, engaged with heaven you surrender your culture he, now he did that 
We also know that according to the scriptures, he surrendered his name and legacy through the sacrifice of Isaac. You remember that in that culture, uh, the father preferred to have a son. Still is the case today because perpetuity of your name, the, the guarantee that your name would sustain into future generations, that depended on you having a son. And your son was going to keep your name to uh, posterity, to future generations. Abraham surrendered his name and legacy. He did that. Now, above all else, Bazalwani, even above the things that I've mentioned to you, Abraham, when he studied the scriptures, he gave God something special. He gave God what no one else had given him before and what no one else would give him in the future ever. If you study the scriptures, now I want you to listen to this because I'm preparing your heart because when I tell you what the harvest of the Lord is, I want you to understand that without you being his friend, there is no way that we are going to go all out and get his harvest for him. So, I'm saying to you, Abraham gave God something special. I believe that this is one thing that separated him. I'm not sure I could be wrong, but in, in, I, just, I just have a sense that it's one thing that separated him from the rest. It, uh, it revolves around what happened on that uh, mountain when he sacrificed his son Isaac. See, through the through that sacrifice, the sacrifice of Isaac, Abraham ensured. Now, I want you to listen to this family. It's amazing. Through the sacrifice of Isaac, Abraham ensured that in the genealogy of Jesus, someone had been a sacrifice. So when you look at the genealogy of Jesus, someone there would have been a sacrifice, which became a generational blessing over Christ for him to be a sacrifice as well. And so what that means is Abraham built a spiritual foundation that the Messiah would build on as much as Isaac was not uh, sacrificed to the latter because when he was about to plunge that sword in his heart, God stopped him. But that experience in the heavens it was as if in his because he did that in his heart so that became a foundation uh, so in the genealogy of the lamb there was someone who had been a sacrifice so to speak and that became a, a, a generational blessing if you will over the Christ now that family there is no one in the in all of creation, who gave God something that special. Because when Jesus would have been tempted to give up, he remembered Isaac. That Isaac, not being the son of God, was willing to die, was willing to lie down on the altar. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he would not be outdone by Isaac. Because Isaac, remember, he was not a baby. Isaac, if he was a rebel, he would have punched his dad. 
and asked him, are you crazy in your head? What am I doing here? But he obeyed and allowed his father to put him on that altar. When he put them up, put him on that altar, it was as good as done. So that young man and his father provided a foundation upon which the Lamb of God would build upon. Remember that the Garden of Gethsemane was not a joke. Something serious happened there. When the Bible says his sweat became as drops of blood, that was not a joke. That, that hit him hard. The Holy Spirit, I believe, he reminded him of Isaac that he laid on that altar. Remember that the cross was the altar of sorts. The cross was the altar. If Isaac could feel the wood on his back, being a human being ready to die, he as well could go through and finish that which the father had asked him to do. That is powerful. That's a gift that no one else would have given the Lord Jesus. Because when he was there, if something like that had not happened, it would all then depend on him right there on his own. But at least he had something, an experience to refer to. Amen. So I wanted to know, therefore, family, that friends are, are different. So God called him my friend. My friend. Friends are different. Friends are different. Um, see, servants, they do what is expected of them. They, they obey rules and commands. Sons obey their father out of honor. But a friend knows the secret things of the heart. A friend is the one who knows the secrets. A friend is different. They touch the heart. They, 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 they know the heart. A friend has access into the vaults of secrets. A friend is different. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, I need a friend in the earth, a friend to share my pain with, a friend to be vulnerable with, a friend who will know and understand my need. See, the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. In Proverbs 18:24, the Bible says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, even than a blood brother. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 7, it says, Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel, and gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. It's very rare, if ever in scripture, where God called one man his friend. See, servants, I know that we, you and I call ourselves, which is fine too, there's nothing wrong with that. God called people servants and there's nothing wrong with it. But I wanted to understand the, 
that the levels of, of, of proximity and intimacy in a relationship and vulnerability and that one person is able to know the, the contents of one's heart. There is someone you draw into the inner chambers of your, of your heart because you are, they are your friend, not just a servant. Who tells their servant everything? So there's a level of relationship that we are required to step into for us to be able to understand the heart of the Father, which would then propel us to go out and meet His need. So servants seek to outdo one another. That's another problem with servants. That's why Jesus told them, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Because he had opened his heart to them and began to share with them secrets and, and things which have, were very dear to him. So he's, he tells them, I, I don't call you servants anymore because of the level of relationship. Now I call you friends. Children, as you know, family, want their inheritance. We discussed inheritance last week. That's, 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 that's what God has given us. You know, so it is very possible that we would spend all our lives just, just one of our inheritance. When we relate with the Father, with God, we relate with Him on the basis that we want Him to give us that which is due to us. That's the case with the prodigal son. So sons, uh, there is that uh, element of them just being preoccupied with what is theirs we live we want we want our blessing we want we want uh, 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 to to be to be enriched and to be blessed nothing wrong with it but understand that as that is um, of course within the the perimeters of God's will but there are there are things that we may not really do for him because we are we are pursuing uh, that which is ours I know in the book of, in the Old Testament, Joshua, his, his responsibility was to possess the land. Possess the land. That was his mandate in the end. So that's fine. But in the last days, family, God is looking for someone who will not only look at their own inheritance. Mm -hmm. People who will not only look inward in terms of what I can possess. How far must I push the borders to accommodate that which God wants me to receive? But a friend has something in them about the other. I want you to be blessed. So children want their inheritance. Uh, sons may want to build their own families. You know, that's just, that's just what is there. You know, it's, 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 it's just there. It's inbuilt. Uh, sons want to build their own families and expand themselves. Uh, so that's the way it is. But a friend, a friend, a friend wishes he could answer your prayers. Your friend wishes he or she could answer your prayers because they know your struggles. You share with your friend things that you don't share with, often with your own members, I mean, your own family. There are things that you wouldn't share with your own people, you know, under the same roof, but you share those things with a friend. So, family, I want you to understand this evening. I'm, 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 I'm trusting God to just, you know, just to, to get through to you. 
with this lesson uh, this evening. It will take his friends in the earth for him to get his harvest. Mm. Let me repeat that. It will get his friends in the earth for him to get uh, his harvest and receive return on investment made. Uh, I want you also to understand, Basilwanuti, the heart of the father is is in pain. See, that's a friend would understand that. You and I, we pray. You know, we intercede. We do all the right things we are supposed to do, but there must come a time in our relationship where we 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 understand that God has a need, and we put our head on His chest to discern His heartbeat, to know what He needs, to know the prayers in His heart. If God had a prayer, if God has a need in his heart, I must be the one who answers that prayer in the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to understand that, family. Uh, so nations are his inheritance. Nations are his inheritance. There's a pain in his heart because of those who are not in the kingdom. There's an ache, a serious pain in his heart now, those things you will not understand if you, if you relate with him at a different level. Because, see, we worship him. He's sovereign. He's glorious. He's mighty. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. And we, there's his covenant names. He's Jehovah Rophe. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is Elohim. He is El Shaddai. And when the more we do that, which is, which is what is due to him, then we get a sense that he is, you know, God does not need much of us. We just need him to intervene in our affairs. I want to tell you something to Knight family. God needs you. God, for he has, he has, he has, he has a vision for the planet, and there is a picture he has in his heart when everything comes to a stop, what's called the end of all things, there is what exists in his heart. Mm -hmm. But for that family to be fulfilled, there are people on planet Earth who will have to think outside of themselves, who will have to begin to take their eyes off their own situation, their own circumstances, their own troubles their own stuff and begin to understand that God has a need and I am the one he counts on to have that need met. I believe I believe you 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 you're flowing with me tonight. I'm telling you God has a need. So evangelism or, or harvest is about being sensitive to his heart's desires. Evangelism, uh, winning the lost and the stuff that we do, when you step out into that, it is about being sensitive 
to the heart of the father, to the, to the ache, to the pain that is in his heart. Winning the lost family, nations are his inheritance. Last week we, uh, on Sunday, last week a few days ago, this past Sunday, I explained to you what our harvest was. Now I want you to know today that the nations of the world are his harvest. The nations of the world are his harvest. So when we begin to zero in on, on evangelism, on winning the lost, when you do that as a, a friend of God, when you begin, when, when you spend time in the sacred place and you begin to design, and he softens your, your heart and, and you begin to design and to, and to sense these things, I'm saying to you, Evangelism, it's about the desire to be the one who answers his prayer, the prayer of his heart. It's about that desire. It's about that desire to be the one who meets his need. Evangelism family, it is about a desire to help your friend to get the biggest crop possible in the harvest field. It's about partnering with him. It's his harvest. But it's about understanding that he would want to have the biggest harvest possible. But without me uh, pulling my weight, without me being involved, he may not get that which he needs to get. If I withdraw, if I won't go into the harvest, the, the Lord Jesus told them, uh, he said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers out there because the heart of the Father pains for those who are perishing. I want you to understand that tonight, Mazona, because we are going to focus on that. We are going to be big on that. But when we do that, I don't want you to do it because it's just one thing that's just, it's just done. I want you to do that because you are partnering with the Lord and it will take more than just a, a, a servant, more than just an average Christian. You will have to be able to do that even outside care because you understand that he wants souls saved. Mm -hmm. He wants people in the world to come into the kingdom. He wants everyone out there to come and become a, a member of the family of God. That's what is in his heart. Winning the lost family is about understanding the pain of bereavement of a parent. You know, when a parent loses a child, when your child uh, dies and, 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 and they go to hell, you will never ever see them. A friend is someone who understands that, who understands the, 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 the pain of bereavement in a parent's heart. Because when God sees thousands of people dying every day going to hell, and there's nothing in me that moves, I don't care how much revelation you have, family. Now, we're going to be big on this because, see, seasons. There are seasons in the kingdom of God. 
In the Old Testament, they dealt with, they called them epochs. They dealt with a, 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 a particular dispensation. In the New Testament, the apostles dealt with a particular dispensation. Mena now, we are in a, another dispensation. In this dispensation, we are required. This is why Jesus, he tells them in Matthew 28, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Uh, um prophet Ujol did not say that. Um prophet Isaiah did not say go into all the world. Because what they were dealing with at the time was specific in the economy of heaven, in the economy of God. So you and I, we are mandated by the Father. Beyond a mandate, it gets to a point where he has to get your heart. He has to get into your heart where he moves your heart to feel what he feels, mm -hmm. to feel his pain. Evangelism of Bazalwane, for the Lord to be able to get his harvest, we must be able to feel his pain. See, understanding Matthew 28, analyzing it intellectually, that does not achieve much. All, now I'm telling you, because I told you a few weeks ago, I have the grace to, you know, the will of the Lord, I understand the will of the Lord. That's why sometimes I may sound very harsh in certain things because I, I, I understand Batika business is the bottom, the bottom line. When all the activities happen, they must be able to push us to a certain point. Not everything that we do in, in Christianity is just uh, in isolation. All these things are interwoven. They are interrelated. But family, it doesn't matter how much revelation I have of the kingdom, of grace, of the Greek and the Hebrew, and all the stuff that we enjoy unpacking. My, my anointing, my grace is on the kingdom, on the kingdom of God. Uh, God has given me the grace to, to just to get that. But it does not matter how much we know. It does not matter. We can talk about the altar of Moses, the altar of David, the altar of Solomon. Label it. Put it on graphics. But if we do not win the lost family, in our particular dispensation, we have missed it. Because you're going to have, just for argument's sake, a thousand people going to heaven with every revelation you can ever think of. People who would know scripture from Genesis to Revelation 22. And you have 10 million people who go to hell. What is that? So we must understand, Basil, that every prayer, if you know, if you understand, if you pray and you learn about uh, prayer, uh, the Lord puts in you a desire to pray. Do you know that all these things, they, at the end of it all, they help us, they equip us to be able to be effective witnesses in the earth. The anointing, the casting out of devils, the healing of the sick, all the theology that we know, if I know about faith, so that I can be able to cast out devils by faith, when I cast out devils by faith, the people fall in love with Jesus and they get saved. You see how these things are interrelated. So I want you to know tonight, Bazalwa, we, because I don't want us to be intellectual Christians. Because the Bible says knowledge puffs up. I want us to understand in terms of activation, 
and operations in the kingdom, what God wants us to be preoccupied with and to be involved in. I'm telling you today, the Lord God is looking for a friend, is looking for someone who's going to lift up their hand and begin to cooperate with him uh, for him to reap his harvest. I pray that you are writing notes there because this is a, a, a lesson which I want you to, to really grasp. It's unlike Sunday, Sunday more animated. But I wanted to, I want, I want to communicate to your heart tonight, Bazalwan. You see, family, um, I wanted to know this. See, the earth was not, I wanted to hear this. And I, I pray that you, you hear this and understand his heart with regards to these things. The earth was not meant to be the, the devil's playground. It was not meant to be Satan's playground, our earth. The earth was meant to be the garden of the Lord. The, see, it was not meant to be Satan's lab where he does his experiments. It was not meant to be a place where he shows off his power and influence. But with what is happening in the earth today with the number of people who are not in the kingdom, because it's through them that he gains access into the earth realm and he changes the, the landscape and the face of the earth to look like his will. With people, a number of people in, in, in our society who are not born again, if you want to change a township, you change a, ton, a township one soul at a time. One soul at a time that get born again. When one man gets born again, the township is minus one rapist, uh, minus one woman abuser, and so forth. Now, that's the gospel. That is the kingdom. If you felt that the kingdom is, you see, I know that we, you and I, we love conferences and, and all this, but those things are meant to equip us so that we can grasp what I am saying to you now. The heart of the Father is out there. God loves the church. God loves you and I. But God's heart is... So I was, I was explaining to you, Bazalwan, that when God looks down from heaven, he looks at the earth. The earth has become like a, a wilderness, spiritually speaking. Because he does not define the earth, the beauty of the earth based on, 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 on beautiful buildings and, and, and technology. The Lord looks at the earth in a different light. But let me come back to this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to revisit that just now. I'm, I'm saying to you, Umthaba was not made to be a stage on which Satan would mock and insult the Father. How does he do that? The enemy does not stand on, on, on some street and, and scream at God. It's through people. It's through people who are not saved. It's through people who haven't been enriched. It's through people who have not received the gospel. It is through those people that the enemy, see, they are agents of the kingdom of Satan. The kingdom, you and I live uh, in two worlds at the same time. It's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, but more specifically, the spirit world and the natural world. We live in both the natural world and the spirit world. Now, both those worlds, they want the earth to look like their will. 
So the father, this is why that Matthew uh, 6.10. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Let the earth reflect the heart of the father. How does that happen? It's not by changing trays to look like gold. It's when human beings in the earth who have the seed of God's word in them, they begin to dictate culture because the culture of God's word is in them. They do, they do life according to the will of God in heaven. And everything begins to change because if everything, if, if that person who is saved is a, is a business person, they will have a saved business. That's a topic for another day. All I'm saying to you, family, the earth was not created for Satan to show off. Now, the more the church sits in a building, we give Satan room and space to do that because more people, you know, are not saved and we, we just reserve there in those buildings and uh, kids are being born, they're not saved. The, 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 the number of people on the earth today is 7 billion, 800 million in 2020. 7 billion, 800 million people in the earth today. So I want you to know, Bazalwan, that we as God's people, we, we, we must have a kingdom mindset. But not just anybody will be able to do that because it will take a friend of God like Abraham mm -hmm. to do certain things which are in the heart mm -hmm. of the Father. The earth was made to be in Eden, a garden of God. I'm looking at time here because I'm, 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 I need to teach you. I need to ensure that by the time I'm done to, tonight, uh, I've, I've given you everything about this particular uh, topic tonight. So the, the earth, as, as I said earlier, was meant to be the Lord's garden. So as Adam obeyed and has, as his children obeyed and his descendants obeyed, Eden would be extended. There was the heart of the father. Each step of obedience at a time. So Eden was not meant just to be just there. Eden was going to be extended to the very ends of the earth. That was the will of the father. Eventually, the earth was going to reflect the heart and the will of heaven. But we know that it did not happen because of Genesis 3. So until the whole earth would be filled with the glory of the Lord, that was the will of God for the planet. That's why I started off by saying it was never meant to be Satan's playground. It was never meant to be a stage where he parades his wickedness and his diabolical nature through human beings, through families, men raping little kids and all the stuff that's happening in the world today. It was never meant to be like that. It was meant for God to show, show off his power, his glory and his might through the people in the earth who reflect his nature, who reflect his heart. People who walk in love, people who are holy, people of righteousness. That's what God wanted to see in the earth. Remember Psalm 24? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. It's the Lord's family. When he looks at it, it looks vandalized. 
It's weeded. It's um, it's 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 stones and thistles everywhere. And Isaiah forty-five eighteen says, "For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it? He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else." When we look at the earth today, this scripture, it seems as if God, that's why the, the, the people in the world, they would ask, is God still alive? Is there, is there a God? Because to them, the earth does not reflect God at all. So who are the people that God is counting on? Never undermine the power family of, of the church, the power of a believer to transform their environment in the name of Jesus with the gospel. Mm-hmm. I've got so much to share with you with regards to kingdom, that everything that you see, it's God's strategy. God has a strategy to transform society through the church. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand that the earth was meant to be the garden of the Lord, the mm-hmm. garden of the Lord. The garden of the Lord. When angels look at the earth today, oh, there's so much wickedness. They go to Kwamashu, go to the township, go to Lamonville, go to Guadabeka, go to all the townships, to Soweto and everywhere else. And see if those townships reflect the nature of God. So the, the, I want you to understand this because I want, I want us to go out, Bazalwan. I want us to go out. I want us to go out. Because every human being is a potential garden who is meant to allow the seed of God's word to be planted in them and they bear fruit. Mm. Now, if there are 7 billion, 800 million people in the world today, that means 7 billion, 800 million people are potential gardens. Now, Two seeds get planted there. It's the seed of Satan and it's the seed of God's word. The enemy gets to reap a harvest. If a human being receives the seed of the enemy, if a human being receives the seed of God's word, God gets to reap a harvest because they bear fruit after their own seed planted in their spirit. The harvest of the Lord compared to the harvest of the enemy. What are people in the earth today producing? What is the produce Mm. in the earth? How does the produce look like in the earth today? What are people producing in the earth today? Because when Satan stands and he looks down upon the earth... He can say, look at my harvest because that one has just sworn. That one has just raped. That one has just killed. There's a divorce over here. That's a harvest. That's a harvest for the enemy. The enemy harvests tons and tons every single day. What is God harvesting each and every day? What is the crop that God is getting each and every day? So Satan has, become, has, been, has been reaping. He's become a, 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 a rich reaper. He's been reaping for centuries, for thousands of years. Satan has been reaping from every nation in every generation. 
Let me repeat that. Satan has been reaping from every nation in every generation. Sin is Satan's crops family. Sinners are his harvest. Let me repeat that. Sin is Satan's crop and sinners are his harvest. Now again, I want to imagine that you, you just stand above the clouds and look down and look at the harvest on planet Earth. Oh, Jesus. Who has bundles and bundles of harvest? How is the heart of the Father? He is the God of creation. Oh, he is God Almighty. He is love. He is the one who sowed his son in the earth to die for our sin. He bled for the human race. What did the devil do? Why does he deserve? Because I want to push you, family. I want to push you into the harvest field. What did the enemy do? Why does he deserve so much? Why must he have the biggest harvest on the scales? Who tips the scales? I, I want us to go out for, for the Father. I want us for the rest of our lives to tell ourselves, to have this picture in our mind. Whenever you think of evangelism, whenever you think of soul winning, whenever you think of harvest, I want you to understand that that's the crop of the Father. Mm. That is what he wants to receive from us. See, when, 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 when the enemy sows seed, it is received very, very easily, family. And he knows how to plant seed. He plants seed. Churches, Christians are meant to do that for the Lord. But often when the Lord plants the seed, the Bible says, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. The foes came and devoured them. Up, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprang up because they had not, no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into the good ground, which is you and I. This is why we are Christians today. And brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, hundred percent, some sixty percent, some thirty percent. Who had ears, let them hear. Uh, these things. Listen, family, listen. Listen, Bazalwan. The, the world will always be resistant because the spirit of the age, that's what he does. That's what Satan does. This is why you and I should pray. This is why you and I should be people of intercession. Not just for any... So that the Lord can receive his harvest. He can receive his inheritance. He can receive nations to himself. We are the people who pray for those hard hearts. The seed that falls by the wayside, the seed that falls on, on, on stony places, among thorns. Say, Father, even as we preach the word, even as I share this word. See, we pray for them because they are the Lord's harvest. They are the Lord's harvest. So, Bazalwan. Listen to this. As far as the Lord is concerned, listen to this. When he looks up from the, from, from, from the heavens, see, the, the beauty of the earth, I want, I want you to get this. The beauty of the earth is not 
beautiful mansions and, 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 and tall buildings and, and, and amazing technology in the earth. It is the crop his word produces. When God looks from heaven, the beauty of the earth in the language of God, it's not, it's not skyscrapers. It's not you, what you and I look at, flying cars, cascades. and all. When God looks the beauty of the earth in the eyes of God, it's the crop his word produces. It is the crop that faith is producing. The beauty of the earth are the works of obedience of his people in the earth. That's what the Lord God wants to see. See, Satan has laborers everywhere, Bazalwan. He has laborers everywhere. They are incubators of his seed. Millions of them. They, 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 they incubate, they carry seed for him. Who is carrying the Lord's seed? Who is carrying? How many people carry the word of the Lord in their spirit so they can bear fruit and begin to produce a divine fruit for the Lord God, which is a crop for him in Jesus' name? So I want you to understand, Bazalwan, that the Lord God is, is inviting you and I into a, a, a relationship whereby we are going to begin to look at these things and begin to feel his pain, the pain in his heart. Imagine 7 billion, 800 million people, even the so-called Christians. How many Christians, you know when you get a crop family, there's a good crop, which is quality. This is why you and I buy stuff at Woolworths. Because crops, even the quality of crop is different. Even within that which is referred to as his harvest. What's the quality? What's the quality? What, what, what is the Lord getting, Bazalon? What is the Lord getting? I want you to look at yourself too. I must look at myself. When I'm presented before him as, as, as his harvest, what quality am I presenting to him? Mm. I pray you receive this and you are getting this, Bazalwan. When you and I made a decision to follow Jesus, we made a decision to carry his seed. We made a decision to produce a crop for him. We made a decision to bear fruit for him. Now, that which we have been called to do, he needs us to go out and get more people to give birth to a harvest for him in Jesus' name. So, as I conclude, Bazalwan, in Jesus' name, see, mm -hmm. my heart is just, um, it's just moving at this point. Mm -hmm. Think about all that the Lord God has done. Think about everything the Father has created and, and, you know, the earth, the beauty of the earth and his mercy and all his grace. What he wants in return is just a book of life full of people. Mm. Nothing else, family. Think of the, of the universe and the galaxies that the Lord has created. He does not want that. All he wants is a book of life with people in it. Mm. 
lots of them, that you and I are going to ensure that they make it into that book. Mm. What will be presented to the Lord is that book full of people that you and I must go out and reach. Imagine the creator who has done all these things. Open this book. There's a few people there. After all that the Lord God, oh, doesn't he deserve much? Doesn't he deserve thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people? So he's asking you and I tonight, will you get me what I want? Will you go out and get me what I want? Will you go out? I know that some of you will say, but I'm shy, but I'm this, but I'm that. I want you to understand that his heart today, Bazalwan, aches and is looking for a friend. Friends are different. Friends do much more than an average person does. So I want you to understand that heaven and earth will pass away. He won't miss them. In actual fact, the book of Revelation tells us that there will be a time when there is no heaven and that there will be no earth and that there will be no sea. But God will miss people who would have made it into the kingdom, but they didn't. He will not miss. You can take all the galaxies away. You can take everything away, which will happen. He, he, won't, he won't miss it. Family, I want us to take a crowd. I want us to take a crowd with us to heaven. Take a crowd with you to heaven. Mm. Take a crowd with you to heaven. If there is something that we will never ever take to heaven, it's all the stuff that we possess. The only thing you take to heaven when you die are people. So it is through us. I close Nabazalwan. It is through us that the Lord receives his inheritance. His inheritance are nations. His inheritance are people. His inheritance is your friends, it's your family members. He wants to see their names in the book of life. The enemy has been reaping a mighty harvest for thousands of years. And Christians have not been mobilized, really. Mm. Even if we are, we, it's just religious and we, yeah. we don't understand the heart of the Father. Mm. Now, tonight, I'm just sharing with you that these are the things which are in the heart of God. If, if, if God had an anxiety at, at all, if, which he doesn't, these are the things that a friend gets to pick up. Mm. But that the Lord, I'm sure the Lord wants to see lots of people get saved at, at the end of all things. Mm. In Jesus' name. Mm. I pray you receive that family. And I pray you understand that. And I, I, I I'm just want to pray with you right now. Because we are going to move into this together. I want us to have the spirit of, 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 of harvest and the hunger and the desire to go out and reach the lost together for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for your people. Lord, we, it's so awkward sometimes because we are, we are made, you know, we are different in our makeup. Some people are shy, some people... But Father, tonight, even as I was sharing this word, I pray that you, you speak to them and you whisper things I would never be able to. Make them understand your concerns, that you have a need, 
And it's this one and that one who will be able to meet it. Father, I, we, we, we want to be the person who answer your prayer. Yes, Lord. The prayer of your heart. Let us be the ones who answer the prayer that is in the heart of the Father. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Family, be blessed. Go out. Reach the lost for the Lord. Mm. Let us plunder hell and populate heaven as Reinhard Bonke would say. Let's plunder hell and populate heaven for the Lord. Let's give him what's due to him, nations. That's his inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bless you, Bazalwan.